Good morning, church. Welcome. We're going to begin our time of worship together, reading God's word aloud to each other. Would you stand to your feet and let's encourage one another from Acts chapter 13, verse 47. We're going to read this out loud. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Church, let's remember that as we sing. Let's shout at the top of our lungs these good words uh, and let the nations hear and come and know in Christ. Triumphs of the 
the day when with Christ we stand in glory. Amen. Amen. And let's shout the good news of that to everyone that we come in contact with so loudly the nations will hear. Let's continue singing together. Jesus reaches 
church we exist to glorify god by inviting every person to take their next steps towards christ my name is alan and it is so great to join with you all in worship on this wonderful sunday morning if you are a guest here today welcome we're so glad that you are here whether here in person or online we want to extend a special welcome to you We'd love to get to know you. One way we can do that is through a Connect card. That's a little piece of paper in the seat in front of you. If you would just slide that out and fill that out, that'll let us get to know you a little bit. That'll let us know how we can be praying for you, how we can serve you. Then after service, if you exit through the center doors and turn left, you'll see our next steps desk. There you can turn that card in, meet someone who'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have, and also give you a free gift. So welcome guests. We're so glad that you are here today. We're going to transition now to a moment of prayer. As we transition, I invite all of us to prepare our hearts for our act of worship later in the service as we give of our tithes and offerings. Would you please pray with me? Good morning, Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you. Thank you for another day, another Sunday that we get to come and worship you as a Christian family together. Father, this morning we lift up to you our core value of biblical faithfulness. Thank you, God, for the gift of your word. Thank you that in the pages of the Bible, you reveal yourself to us, your heart, your passion, your truth. You give us purpose and life, and you lead us to your salvation. Thank you that in the pages of Scripture, you show us that you have overcome death and sin and brokenness through the ministry and the death and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word. And Lord, I pray that you would allow us to respond to your word, to the Bible, more and more with faithfulness. I ask that your words would be on our lips, in our families, and in our conversations with friends, in our life groups, and in our D groups. Lord, let your word be more and more in our midst, and let it shape us and change us for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word. Father, we pray this morning for our dear brothers and sisters in the Richard family. Thank you, Lord, for Chris and Rhonda, for their daughters Hannah and Kinley, this amazing family from here at Hebron Baptist who felt your call to international missions and now are serving you in Argentina with the International Mission Board. Thank you for this family. We continue to lift them up to you. We lift them up to you in prayer. Thank you for the strong connection you let us still have with them. We pray for them as they continue to learn the language. Please continue to make them more and more fluent that they can speak easily with those around them. I pray that you would bless them this week as Chris's mom is there in Argentina visiting with them. Thank you for that opportunity. We pray that it'll be a sweet visit and that you would keep her safe on her travels. Please be with the girls as they go back to school in just a few days. Be with Chris as he preaches next week at a local church. We also pray for several different short-term mission trips that are coming up as people will be coming to serve along the Richards. I pray that those will be fruitful. 
that you would let it be a blessing to the Richards, a blessing to those in their area in Argentina, and to the groups who are coming. And finally, Lord, we pray for the, the Richards' heart to start or be a part of a church planting movement. We pray that that would happen, that you would continue to plant the seeds and open the doors. Please use the Richards and bless them, comfort them now. Thank you for them. Lord, we come to you finally in a moment of confession, confession of sin. Lord, we have all sinned against you, and we thank you for your amazing grace that though we have fallen short of your holy standard, that you have sent Jesus to die in our place. We deserve to experience your judgment, but he did in our place. So we ask that you would wash us clean, make us new, make us your children, let us walk in the newness of life. Thank you for your amazing love. We continue to worship you this morning in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. And as a people of God, we gather around a story, a story where Christ has redeemed us and saved us from our sin as if we have, as we have done, confessed it. Uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So would you stand and let's celebrate together what Jesus has done on the cross. Sing this together, Man of Sorrows. Man of Sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a Godless Lamb of God was He, full atonement can it be, hallelujah, what a Savior, hallelujah, He has saved us, sin and death shall reign no more. his cry now in heaven exalted high hallelujah what a savior sing hallelujah church hallelujah he has saved us sin and death shall reign no more Christ has made a way for sinners, hallelujah, what a Savior. If he comes up. 
Savior, amen. As we go into time of hearing from God's word, let's make this our prayer that his will would be done in our midst.
as we go forth, our God and Father, lead us daily in the fight that all the world might see your glory and your name be lifted high. And in this name we'll overcome, for you shall see us safely home. Now as your church, we lift our voice and pray, Father, not my will, but yours be done. In this name we overcome, for we shall see us safely home. Now as your church, we lift our voice and pray, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Father, not my will, but yours be done. Father, not my will, but yours be His will be done. You may be seated. Welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Sean, and I am glad that you're here as we worship together the great risen King and we open his word for our lives. If you would, turn in your copy of God's word or in your devices to Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. If you want to follow along in the translation that I am uh, preaching from, it is in your pew Bible in front of you, 886. In the pew Bible, it's page 886. Uh, for those of you who may be visiting here for the first time today, we started a series uh, three weeks ago, I believe. I think there was a pause because of the snow, uh, but we began a series of All In uh, that um, because we are called by Christ to be all in on Him as a disciple, that we are to be all in as church members and all in for the gospel. And so we've been reminding ourselves over the last few weeks about what that looks like as Christians, but together as a church, and today especially, the challenge from the word is that we do this individually, but together we are supporting each other to be all in on the Great Commission. So if you would, this is a text that should be familiar to you, uh, but we're going to go through it and see how Christ commands us to be all in because he's given us the ability to be all in. So beginning of verse 18, it says, Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in the heavens and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the ends of the earth. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you as we come to your word that you would use it, plant it deep in our hearts, that it would bear much fruit in obedience to your great commission. That, Lord, today, as we know that you've come and we come expectantly to hear from you, that today we would not just cast as another Sunday and another sermon and another time, but in a day, Lord, we ask your Spirit to change us by your word and that we would not be the same as when we drove here this morning, but that it would result in a life more obedient to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there was a man who had spent a lot of time training his dog to follow instructions and commands. But for some reason, as much as he worked with this dog, that it would do the opposite of what he asked it to do. So if he said, uh, heal, it would fetch. If he said, fetch, it would heal. If he said, sit down, it would, it would stand up. If he said, stand, come, it would sit. It was, everything was opposite. He worked, and he worked, and he worked. And then just one day, he said, you know, we're going to get this straight, but I'm getting so frustrated. You're not doing what I want you to do. Get up, let's get in the house, and we'll work on this another day. And he never saw that dog ever again. Uh, because he said, get in the house, and it just ran. And it just kept going, and he never said it, saw it again. Well, sometimes we know that we do the opposite of what we're commanded to do. And we should never do the opposite of what Christ has commanded us to do. We are called and commanded to be part of the Great Commission. And oftentimes, we as believers do the opposite. Jesus spoke these words to give us a task and encourage us to go. That is the command in the scripture. Perothentes means go. It's a command in the original language for us to go and to make disciples, share the gospel. And the reality is, as Jesus said, as my disciple, you need to be all in on the Great Commission. God's plan before the foundation of the world, before that we were a, a, a long ways off, God had a plan to redeem his creation, his world through his son, Jesus Christ, coming to earth by shedding his blood, by raising to life three days later. And for the same way, for the news and the, the message of Jesus to be proclaimed, for it to be spread from disciple to disciple to the ends of the earth so that everyone on earth would be redeemed through the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that was the plan before the beginning of time, and there is no plan B. There is nothing different. And the only way for this to accomplish is for his disciples to be obedient to the Great Commission. Brothers and sisters, we must be all in on evangelism. If we hold two important truths, then we have no other option. 
The first truth that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he rose three days later, and by his name we can be saved. And that in Romans 10 says that by hearing the gospel, people may be saved. If these two truths are true, then we have no other option than to fulfill the Great Commission by sharing the gospel by, to everyone and to the ends of the earth. Tim Keller said, if Jesus Christ is who he said he was, then we cannot respond to him mildly. Evangelism in its simplest form, brothers and sisters, is gospeling. Evangel evangelist is the word good news. Evangelism is gospeling or telling the good news wherever we go. There are lost around you that God has put you as a Christian to be near them. That the gospel has come to you to save you and the same message of the gospel can save them if we faithfully proclaim it. And the faithfulness that we have is for us as Christians in northern Kentucky to do this here in northern Kentucky and to the ends of the earth. We do this because we are called individually to obedience. Brothers and sisters, the, the evangelism is, is, I believe, a spiritual discipline that we are to do because God knows it's good for us and it's to accomplish his will in the world. And therefore, we must be faithful in doing it individually. But it is also imperative that we do it together. You know, we as a Christian, as a church, have voted and commissioned and, and have a, a vision to plant a church in five years. And, and we can be honestly think how fearful that is. How are we going to get these resources? How are we going to do it? It seems something that only something that God can do, that how are we going to do it? We, it, we know that it's going to mean more Members, We know that it's going to mean more leaders. We know that it's going to need more money. It's going to be a lot of plans. It's going to be a lot of hard work. And we could be fearful and step away from it. But brothers and sisters, here's what's wonderful about what God has called us to do as Christians in sharing the gospel. If we are faithful in doing what God has gifted us and called us to do by sharing the gospel where we are and as a church, then all of this will be added unto us. If we are faithful in sharing the gospel, there will be people by God's grace who will come to faith. By God's grace, they will come to church. By God's grace, they will be discipled. By God's grace, they will be raised up to leaders. By God's grace, they will see the importance of giving their finances to the church. And all of the things that we are worried about in fulfilling the vision that God has given us will be taken care of if we do one thing, faithful in sharing the gospel. Wherever we are, in our neighborhood, in our workplaces, in our schools, wherever we are we God has planted us that we will fulfill the Great Commission but we cannot see the Great Commission as something confined to Boone County because the Bible does not confine it to Boone County it says that we must go to the ends of the earth so brothers and sisters we must be regularly committed to fulfill the Great Commission we are reminded that we should be all into the Great Commission, that we need to think about the Great Commission, pray the Great Commission, see how we are fulfilling the Great Commission. And as we look at this text, I want us to see how God calls us to 
all in for the Great Commission by looking at the alls, all the word alls that God has placed in this text for us. So if you're taking notes, if you're doing it on your phone or on the back of the bulletin, here is the first all. We are to go with all authority. In verse 18, Jesus speaks and he says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus recognized his authority when he gave the disciples this commission. This authority, Jesus' authority is how we understand the rest of the text. Obedience to the Great Commission isn't a man-made program. It isn't our own willpower. It is only done when we go with Jesus' authority. He has given his authority because it compels us for the mission to make sense. Jesus came to die for sinners. Jesus came to call his children home. Jesus came and because of his coming, God gave him all authority because of what he accomplished on the cross. And because of that authority, he now gives us his authority that we would continue his mission until he returns. It is his worth that fuels our mission. In other words, because Jesus is worthy, then we go. Because Jesus has come, we go. Because Jesus has sent us, we go because he is the authority. And the authority of our mission comes from Christ. It is rooted in the word of God and based in the Father's sending the Son. And we are sent because Christ is sent, and we go in his name, his authority. Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert write in What's the Mission for the Church? They say, there can be only one mission imperative because there is first the glorious indicative. God does not send out his church to conquer. He sends us out in the name of the one who has already conquered. We go only because he reigns. Brothers and sisters, Jesus' authority helps us to know that we have a mission in his name and it gives us confidence to go. When I was in eighth grade in middle school, uh, uh, I had the privilege to become a guidance runner. And in eighth grade, that was a high standing because I had a whole class session, and maybe two or three, I can't remember. I just remember that instead of going to a class and doing nothing, I just got to pretty much walk around the school and do what the guidance counselors and sometimes the principals uh, wanted me to do. And so when I was walking around, whenever I would go somewhere, uh, they, they would send me, and if someone stopped me in the hall, I, I would start to get nervous at first, and finally one of the counselors just said, listen, all you got to do is tell them, I sent you. So when I went in the hallway and some teacher came up to me and they, and, and they said, well, why are you walking the hallways? I'm, I'm with the guidance counselor. Oh, okay, go on, carry on. If, if I would go to a teacher that was kind of gruff and I didn't want to interrupt them and I was kind of nervous, well, I understood. I got to just go in and say, excuse me, I hate to interrupt, but the guidance counselor sent me. There was no reason for me to be afraid because the guidance counselor said, I'm the one sending you. Well, brother and sister, think of this. The king of heaven and earth has sent you. And you can have confidence in your 
grade in your work around the world there are people who think all over the world that what we are doing is foolish they think that to hold to to uh, the scriptures is crazy we are going people to people and asking them to ditch their false gospels and uh, and idols and turn to the true gospel the one that truly saves in Jesus Christ and that can be fear inducing but we are going in the name of Jesus and brothers and sisters if the Matthew's gospel is true that is that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave and if there is no one like him that that reigns over heaven and reigns over all things then we can go telling the lost world that and doing that is the only thing that makes sense instead we we need to make sure with confidence that we go knowing that God has sovereignty over all things and that the Christian responsibility that we have is the Great Commission, beginning with a humble acceptance that our excess, success excuse me, doesn't depend on our measure or how we present the gospel clearly or that we have doubting faith. We know this. We go in his name, and his name is mighty to save. Amen? And we need to be reminded that it's not based on us, but on him. So we must remember and rest on the authority that we have and go. Secondly, we are to go to all nations. As we go through in verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. You know, there was a pastor who went into a town the first time. This is a small town. And there was one mechanic who worked on everybody's car, and he was gruff. He was the type of guy that they, if you saw him walking on the street, you would go to the other side because he'd have a couple four-letter words going, coming out, and he was always gruff. And, and, uh, and uh, the, 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 the pastor was just like, I really want to get to know this guy. And the people of his church were like, oh, pastor, just, just, you know, just stay out of his way. Don't. Don't bother with him. He, it, it'll be good for everybody if you just let him alone. Well, the pastor knew that he was going in the authority of Jesus, and he went to this guy and said, you have this beautiful, huge waiting room. Do you think, I'm looking for a place to do Bible studies on Sunday mornings, just a little bit different outside the church. Would, would you mind if we had a Bible study here in your waiting room for men on Sunday mornings? And surprisingly, God said, sure, you can use this room. That's not a big deal. Go ahead and do it. And he probably said a couple of choice things after that, sure. You know, but the pastor said, sure, you're going to give me this room that I'm going to meet here. Over time, that's what they did. And it started, five, five men showed up. And surprisingly, so did uh, this mechanic. He just sat in the back of the room. He'd come, unlock the door, turn lights on, and he'd sit in the back of the room. And it, a couple more people came, and about 10 people came by that point. And uh, surprisingly, after two months, the man talked to the pastor. He said, brother, I've heard a lot of things in my life, but gosh darn, well, that's not what he said, but gosh darn, that Jesus is what I need. And he became saved. And God changed his life. And it affected that whole town because the whole town had put thought he was a lost cause, but there is no lost cause in the name of Jesus. Amen? 
And in that time, when people started to hear what he did, what happened to him, that, that room was blew up. It was like there was 25, 30 men because the gospel had come. And then that man was starting to invite people to Bible study and seeing lives changed. I share that story to tell us that we need to not fence in or be small about where the gospel needs to go. We need to not see that there's lost causes but especially according to the scriptures that we need to have a worldview of the gospel not a local view of the gospel that we can be faithful to the gospel right across the street by sharing the gospel to our friends and neighbors and that is imperative that we do that but that we don't shrink the nature of the gospel to change the world that the Bible has said he is calling us to go to all nations our strategy cannot be come and see Jesus gives us the strategy to go and tell and to go and tell to people across the street and around the world the phrase in the original language is panta te ente which means the nations this is not just countries but this is meaning every tribe nation tongue anything that collects people in a group we should go to make sure that they have access to the gospel and brothers and sisters we're thankful to be a part of a network of churches of southern baptist churches that have 4500 missionaries that are doing that across the globe but friends the church is the missionary sending organization that god has given and that means all of us are to go each one of us are to be faithful all of us are considered to be going and to think about there's 17,000 people groups and 7,000 of them have no access to the gospel to whatsoever that should burn in our hearts to say how can we go what can we do how can we fulfill the great commission as a church but it also means that we to be faithful where we are that there is no a person or uh, a boundary that we can't cross that there's nobody that Jesus can't reach around us that that we need to go to our Muslim neighbor that lives across the street and share with them the gospel that changes lives that we should go to woke Charlie in our in our lunchroom and make sure that he has heard the gospel we need to go to Maga Cindy that lives down the street and make sure that she hears the gospel we need to go to the person the loner kid that sits by her by himself at the lunch table and make sure that they know Jesus loves them brother and sister there is no boundary that we can't take the gospel to because our God saves and the Lord is bringing the nations to northern Kentucky. In this room, we have seven to eight nationalities that God, by his grace, has saved people from other nations, tribes, and tongues and have brought them here. And our hope is that other people from other nations, tribes, and tongues become saved in northern Kentucky, but they also return and they take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Friends, we need to be reminded that all nations is, needs to hear the gospel and for us at Hebrew Baptist Church we're thankful to have partners committed around the globe both in London and Argentina and Salt Lake City committed to share the gospel so brothers and sisters may we not be hindered as we go go to all people and go around the world to, leads to number three when we go we communicate all his teaching we communicate all his teaching Jesus says, go, uh, teaching them, uh, sorry, uh, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In verse 20, teaching them to observe 
everything, and there's like a double all in that word, everything all I have commanded. We don't just receive the word, brothers and sisters, we reproduce the word. The gospel and Christ's teaching has come to the disciples and the apostles, but they were eyewitnesses, but now we're ear witnesses of the gospel. We have heard it, we have read it, we have heard it, and we believed it, and now we need to tell it and tell all of it so that others might believe. The mission consists of preaching and teaching, announcing and testifying, and making disciples and bearing witness. We there must be, need to continue the verbal declaration of the gospel, the announcement of Christ's death and resurrection, and to repent and believe. But we don't just stop at the ABCs, we go to the A to Zs, that we apply all of the teachings. Interesting, Jesus said that everything I have commanded you, Jesus did not have a time where he thought what he was teaching had an expiration date. Jesus said everything I have commanded you is imperative for, for you apostles to know and your disciples and who you reach and the next century and the next century and the next century that everyone understands what I've commanded, what I've taught, and that it's passed on to the very end of the age. So it means the provided succession of every generation of Christians is to teach everything Jesus has commanded. That means that we need to start at home, brothers and sisters. If you're confused about the Great Commission, then you just need to look around your house and see if you're faithful there. If you're teaching the gospel, that you're teaching your children the gospel, if you're displaying the gospel, if you're getting them in, in association with other gospel people, that you're bringing them to church and taking them to church. And listen, uh, there's a day and age where, you know, it used to look, you know, people sometimes frown upon being drugged to church when they were a kid, you know, dragged and made to go. Listen, I think that's pretty faithful biblical parenting. Uh, to, to do everything I have commanded by saying that you are to be faithful to your children to make sure that they are hearing Jesus preached and taught and that's done in the local context of the church. We need to be reminded of the good stewards that we should be in teaching our children in the way that they go. That is evangelism on the home front. And we need to be faithful in teaching them. But beyond that, brothers and sisters, where else are we doing it? If you're in this club or that club or this sport or that sport, are you being a gospel witness in that community? In our new members class, many of you have been through, there's a chapter we read in the, in the uh, uh, book by Thabiti where it says we should be gospel-saturated people. Meaning the gospel is pouring out of us everywhere we go and what we do and we must encourage one another within this context of the church that we're not alone. To encourage one another in the gospel. And that when we bring someone to faith, we don't leave them there to hope they figure things out by themselves. That we help them faithfully follow Jesus. That is evangelism. It's not just evangelism. It's evangelism and discipleship. Encouraging them to follow Jesus. And that's why the church is the perfect partner for you to connect others and other believers with them to help in the teaching of Christ. So we go with his authority to all nations, 
teaching everything Jesus has commanded. And number four, we are empowered by his presence all the time. When Jesus says, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus didn't say, I'm only going to be with you for a little bit or only on Sundays or sporadically throughout your life. Jesus says, I am with you always. Brothers and sisters, we can depend on the presence of Christ. So when we are committed to the Great Commission, that we're sharing the gospel, that we need to be reminded that we have the presence and power of the Spirit with us. These last words of Matthew echo the first words of Matthew. When, when Jesus, through the, I mean, through the angel, it says, See, the virgin will be become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Jesus, in the last words of the scripture in Matthew, says, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. The mission is assured based on Christ's presence through the Spirit, that we, through the Spirit and the Holy Spirit, will empowered to be doing what God has called us to do. I am I'm convinced the reason we have stopped evangelizing is because we've stopped depending on the Spirit. And we only think of doing things in, in the way, uh, in our own power. And we start thinking of things about well, I can't share the gospel with them because I'm going to mess up. Or I'm going to not share the gospel because I'm afraid that they're not going to be saved. Or I'm not going to be rejected. Well, friends, you're trying to do the things that only the Spirit can do. We are called to be faithful, and the Spirit does the saving. We need to depend on the Spirit to work through us and be faithful in sharing. We need to be dependent on the Father as we go. And the mission that began in Pentecost with the disciples as they were clothed with the Holy Spirit continues because it's been promised to us. And when uh, I came to Hebrew Baptist Church, I was very excited because I came and I thought, look at the resources that we have. Look at these unbelievable seminary graduates that are already attending Hebrew Baptist Church. I thought, oh, think about all the resources that we have that we can do. You know what? That was a very unbiblical way to think about that. Because it's not about the physical resources. It's about what the Holy Spirit can do. And I think we need to return to a place of praying the Great Commission and praying for God to use us and asking God to do something that only He can do. The Spirit of God working through the people of God, impacting other people to save them. And we need to be reminded of the Holy Spirit's work on, in us and being able to do the things that only Christ can do. We need to give Christ a blank check and ask him to do things in us that we can't even imagine to do. And together, let's experience the power of his presence with us. We want to be part of something beyond us then that requires supernatural strength. And we don't want to be preoccupied by programs and practices, but instead ask the Spirit of Jesus to be with us and impact others around us. So we need to pray together and pray for the lost and pray for God to use us. And I know that obedience to the Great Commission will not be easy, and I know that it is costly, but I also know it's worth it.
And I also know the Spirit will do it within us. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus will one day be full and finally established, and we will see his face, amen? And we will be there, we were longing and waiting for that day. And until he comes, brother and sister, we need to be faithful to live the Great Commission through his power until that day comes. Number five, we have all of his presence all of the time. Number five, the Great Commission is a command for all believers. Here, Jesus is speaking to the apostles, but there are other disciples there to, us, to him. And if you think of the, all of the scripture, if some people argue that this was just for the apostles to do, or that it's for only for a certain section to do. Well, friends, if that was only for the apostles to do, guess what? We would not be here. We would not be here. You would not see Paul and Silas and Lydia and all the people of the Bible that we know were faithful, living the Great Commission where they were in the Bible if that was only to be for the apostles. But instead, we see every disciple of every generation for one, recorded in Scripture, and we see it in our own lives, being faithful to the Great Commission as how the gospel came to us. And so every disciple must be a disciple maker, whether God sends you down the street or around the world. J.C. Ryle said, let us never forget that this solemn injunction is still in full force, talking about the Great Commission. It is still the bounden duty of every disciple of Christ to do all he can in person and by prayer to make others acquainted with Jesus. The great Lottie Moon says, ask not if it is his duty to go to the nations, but if he may dare stay at home. The command is so plain. Go! So as you go, brother or sister, if you go to work, to the grocery store, to the gym, live and love and tell others about Jesus. Be confident in his authority. Teach his command. Abide in his presence. And every individual Christian must be able to honestly answer this question. What am I contributing to the Great Commission? How am I, as a disciple, actively serving the church's mission. Everyone who's called to be Christ's disciple is obeyed, called to obey Christ's commands. And each Christian must bear witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and contribute to the Great Commission. So how are you fulfilling it? How are you doing it locally? How are you doing it in your home? How are you doing it if you have means to go to the ends of the earth? How are you doing it faithfully wherever you are? How are you praying it? How are you living it? Brothers and sisters, it is our call of every disciple to fulfill the Great Commission. So how do we do this together? Well, I want to remind us of this wonderful call, this opportunity that we have at Hebron Baptist Church. It's baked in the cake here. This is what we've said from the beginning. This is what we're about. Well, there's two runways that we call them that help you to fulfill the Great Commission. First is we call everyone to multiply through regular gospel conversations. We ask you, every person, 
to be a part of the Great Commission by sharing the gospel wherever you are, by regularly sharing the gospel with people at home, work, school, throughout the community. Help us as we reach every person in Boone County, Boone County and the world for Jesus. How do we do that? Well, we, we hope that you, you've been trained in three circles. If you haven't done that, let us know. We'll do that as a next step. Maybe that is something your life group can do together is refresh how to share the gospel through three circles. We do gospel at every home, and I hope you're praying to spend at least one Sunday a month hopefully more that you go out in the community and, and share the gospel if you're not around lost people that you should be going out as this opportunity to go to our community and share Jesus and then you need to be faithful to inviting people to church and sharing the gospel some of you are new here and uh, actually a lot of you are new here and on the wall over here to this my side pointing this way there's what we call the go tell board and last year uh, you'll see you'll start to see ping pong balls go in there and we hope that you are faithful in doing that the ping pong balls are a, one a reminder and two an encouragement that's what our hope is that when you think about it how can I be part of the Great Commission by adding a ping pong ball into our box but it's also an encouragement that we can step back and see what God is doing. And so if you look in there, there's different colors. One's for sharing the gospel. One's for inviting to church. One's inviting to life group. One's for having a mission, missional meal. All these things are things that we can be reminded that we can do. And then on Sunday, we come and we write their name on there that we've done it. And then we drop it in there. And let me just tell you how awesome that God has worked in our church. Back when we started this in 2020... Um, boy, that was a different year, wasn't it? Uh, it was, um, sorry, I got my numbers wrong. 2019, 2019 is when we started. In 2019, it was, we had 252 contacts or invites. Praise God, right? We had 252 people we had invited to church or had one of those things. 2020, that was an interesting year. And that was 218. So we dropped a little bit. Of course, we were quarantined for half the year, so that kind of makes sense, right? But then the next year, guess what? Praise God, we had 381 contacts. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Guess what God did through 2022? We had 532 contacts in our community. Amen. Praise God. So we had 247 invitations to church and 112 gospel conversations. Man, God will use that when we share the gospel. Now, brothers and sisters, we need to get back into to going and telling. And so I'm challenging you today to, for us to be all into the Great Commission. We need to be reminded that we need to continue to do this. We're not going to do a wristband this year. We're not going to do that because you need to know this. We don't need a wristband to tell you because God's word tells you this. And you need to be faithful to look for opportunities to share the gospel. What I hope is our goal is by Easter Sunday, we have 200 invitations and gospel conversations by Easter. And that only happens if all of us are doing it. 
And so go have a gospel conversation. Put it on a ping pong. Drop it that Sunday. Invite somebody to the church. Drop it in the, ping, in the box. And, and invite someone to your life group. And then drop that in the box. We want to see so that we can pray for each other, encourage one another, and celebrate what God is doing in our lives in our community so brothers and sisters be encouraged to share the gospel regularly through gospel conversations but the fifth runway that we have is also go on mission with our partners the northern Kentucky and the nations we believe that every person can go on mission you can go on a mission trip you can pray to go pray for those who are going on a mission trip and you can fund someone to go on a mission trip. That's something all of us can do. Some of you might not be able to physically go, but you can pray and send. Hopefully, we all hope that we can go on a mission trip. And so we encourage you to, to go through our partners in Argentina, London, and uh, Salt Lake City. And today, after church, right, there is a meeting to go to Salt Lake City. If you just want to know what it's about, what to expect, what it will be, we help our partner there to spread the gospel in Salt Lake City in a place where the gospel is confused and rejected because of false teaching. And we have a great partner that, that is share, sending, excuse me, sharing the gospel and that we can support and be part of that work. Brothers and sisters, what are you doing to share the gospel and be a part of the Great Commission? And let me just kind of close with this. You know, Lately, as you know, our kids, my kids, and a lot of you all, your kids have been sick. And one of the things that we're always doing is taping, taking our temperature. How do we know someone's sick? And we take their temperature, see what they are. If you want to see our temperature, if we're hot for the Great Commission, if we're all in for the Great Commission, you know how it's going to show itself? If you have a burden for the lost in your community. If you have a burden for the lost in the world. If you're praying for it, if you're, word, if you're thinking about it, if you're doing something about it, but are you praying and thinking how you can be a part of the Great Commission? Jesus gave his mission verbally to the first disciples, but it did not end in their deaths. And as the Lord of the church, he expects us to fulfill his mission. So brother and sister, how are you doing your part to be all in on the Great Commission. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that this scripture would go beyond even what I could even possibly think. That, Lord, you would call us and find all of us being more faithful in sharing the gospel. That we would hear stories in the days and weeks ahead of neighbors, people who work at Kroger's, family members, to come to Christ because we've taken the Great Commission seriously. God, we look forward in the future to see more people being a part of gospel to every home or going on mission trip because they're doing their part to be part of the Great Commission. Heavenly Father, it's 2023, and Lord, we don't know when you're going to come, but we long for that day, and until you do, we need to be about obedience to your Great Commission. So Lord, we pray in us individually to be faithful, but together to see God, you move in our midst by the Spirit and do an amazing thing. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. As we stand, as we sing, I pray this would be true of our hearts.
for singing. Grab a seat. Let's watch this video together. Your change changes lives. The loose coins you find tucked in your couch, collecting in your car, or lingering in your laundry room can all add up in a big way to save the life of a baby. Your local pregnancy center is making a life-changing, life-saving difference, reaching women in the midst of their unplanned pregnancy. Pregnancy centers offer help and hope, empowering women every day to make a better choice for them and for their babies. Life. Your coins, dollars, and checks may touch one life or many. They'll help cover the cost of a free pregnancy test, life-affirming counsel, baby supplies, and even a life-saving ultrasound. Did you know that over 80% of abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound change their minds and choose life instead of abortion? That beating heart, tiny fingers, and little toes all display the splendor of creation, connecting a mom to her child, compelling her to choose life. Your change can change lives. Anyone can fill a bottle, or even two. Moms, dads, aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, children of all ages. As your bottle fills up, you get closer and closer to providing life-affirming options for women who desperately need them. When you return your baby bottle, you're giving the gift of hope, upholding the dignity of every single life. Will you be the change? Your change will make a difference for life. That was a little reminder that uh, our baby bottle campaign for New Hope Center uh, I think there's some bottles left, but if you've received, uh, took a bottle to fill, make sure you bring that back next Sunday uh, and return it, and we'll get that, uh, that offering to them. And we are thankful for their ministry there. Uh, they support families in such a great way, but they are truly committed to discipleship at that uh, organization, and so we're thankful for them. So if you've not done that, you get a bottle, but bring it back next Sunday with change <clears throat> for the New Hope Center. Uh, guests, thank you for being here today. We're so glad you're here. There's a lot of guests here today. We're glad that you're here. If you've not done so, in the pew in front of you is a Connect card. Make sure you fill that out. And if it's your first time here, make sure you go to our Next Steps desk. Uh, we have a gift waiting for you, and we want to connect with you. And if you have any question, we hope uh, you go there because they can uh, help you uh, talk about life groups, uh, be connected in a D group. We talked about the uh, all in on discipleship last week, and so we want to make sure that you're part of those. They can help you get connected to the leaders there. So go to the Next Steps desk. I'll be hanging around there. Love to talk to you. If you want to talk about trusting Christ or being baptized or have any things, I would love to talk to you uh, there as well. A uh, couple other things. Uh, there are some volunteers needed for baking uh, goodies. Uh, for two different things, I believe, Turfway Racetrack Ministry and as well as our Youth D-Now event. So the WMUs from different churches are supporting these two uh, things. If you'd like to make some cupcakes, Kay will be at one of the tables outside of the hallway so she can mark you down for uh, doing some cupcakes. So please go out there and volunteer to do that, uh, and you see the details in your bulletin. Tomorrow is a skate night over at the Independence Skateway. Uh, we would love to see you there. Uh, it is for kids and adults and families, but hey, adults, if you want to come, it's free for you to come. Uh, not free, but uh, it's, it's open for you to come. It is Christian night. They're playing Christian music, uh, and so everybody's welcome to come. Uh, it is tomorrow night from 6.30 
to 9. You don't have to stay the whole time because it's a school night, but uh, come 6.30. The admission is only $4, and you get your skates for free. Uh, so come. Uh, there will be a lot of people just standing and talking as well, so it's a great time to meet people at Hebron Baptist Church. Also, uh, to make you aware of the D-Now weekend that is coming up at the end of this month, if you have a student uh, 6th through 12th grade, uh, they will want to come to this, and this is one of those events designed uh, for the Great Commission to share the gospel and to encourage them in their faith. Uh, I think the cost is only $10 or something like that. And so today, Kyle will be outside. Uh, Kyle Holbrook will be across the hall. If you need to, uh, you need to sign up, you need to do so today. Uh, Curtis, we need to pray for Curtis. Uh, Curtis at our basketball game yesterday, uh, he uh, really hurt his back, like really bad. And so he's at home recovering. So pray for him. Uh, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be the one first injured, but it was our youngest person uh, that got injured, Curtis. Uh, but uh, just pray for him. But if you want information about that, see Kyle today, and let's pray for Curtis's recovery. But please go to this D now. It's an amazing event. There's like 18 churches coming, and it's going to be a great event and different youth from all these churches. So uh, we hope that you will send your child to D now. Uh, the last thing is, is our time that we have worshipped together through song, through the word. Uh, and so now it's our opportunity to worship through giving. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity to give what God has given us, give back. Uh, in the pew in front of you, if you don't carry cash, there's a QR code you can scan and you can do that electronically. Or if you can give in the offering plate as it comes around. We hope that you'll participate in that because we know as we've talked today to fulfill the Great Commission, a percentage of what we receive goes uh, to support missionaries around the world. And so uh, we hope that you will give and, and uh, participate in that. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we worship through giving. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to give of what you have given us, knowing that you have given all things. We ask you, Lord, to remind us right now to be people of generosity, that we come worshiping you and we worship in a way to show you and acknowledge our thankfulness to you in this area. So Lord, as we give, we know that you give, and we give a portion of that to support missionaries. As we prayed for Chris and Rhonda Richard today, a portion of that will go with other churches and what they give to support them being Argentina. So Lord, we're thankful that we don't uh, just give, that it just doesn't stay here, but it impacts the world for you. So Lord, thank you for the opportunity to give and be your people uh, as we give. In Jesus' name, amen.
salvation. Let's stand to our feet and sing. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures. Fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Now I surrender. Sing it out loud. Savior, he can move. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, Shine your light and let the whole world 
we're singing for the glory of the risen King. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory singing for the glory of the risen King. Jesus, shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Amen. Y'all have a great week. want to come to the um, interest meeting for Salt Lake City, we're going to meet right down here in about five minutes. So right down front on the piano side in about five minutes.